Blog Talk Radio. Radio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evenings, we're so glad to hear you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms and any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, and platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all of that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions at the end of the ministry tonight, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would go ahead and join us in the word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Throw through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your spirit and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more. By walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victories in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, we pray. Well, beloved, today we're going to uh, get into prepare for the battle part four. And um, it, it might be a little longer uh, a series because we really need to know how to be prepared for the battle, how to walk in victory day by day. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm not following uh, uh, the premise of thought that says that, you know, this is going to be some pie in the sky. You know, I say, I, I need some ham where I am, some steak on my plate. I, I, and God wants that in my life. So we're going to have to learn how to be prepared for the battle and then walk in the, 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 the principles the same way that Jesus walked in them, okay? Because he, he didn't have any issues uh, uh, thinking that, in fact, the scripture says he did not think it was robbery to be equal with God. See, we think sometimes that, that we're so beneath the, the things that are necessary for life to be enjoyed. We, we, you know, people have taught us and told us, you know, we should expect to go up the rough side of the mountain. And I can understand how we came to that uh, conclusion, but that's not the end of all. You know, we, we have to go, again, I pray almost every time, we go from glory to glory. And there was a possible glory, I don't know that it worked, but I I can see a possible glory in going up the rough side of the mountain. Because then you feel like uh, um, that the sacrifice that, that, that you have experienced gets validation. I, I, I get that. Okay? But see, we've been made more than conquerors, beloved. And as one that is more than the conqueror, the way I understand it is that you don't have to fight the battle. You enjoy the victory. Yeah, you resist the devil, the Bible says, and he'll flee. See? So so I don't have to be engaged at the level of hand-to-hand combat going up the rough side of the mountain. I'm one that should be positioned by Jesus to win. He said, and now Paul gave us this understanding. He said, now, brethren, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. See, we don't have to learn it. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to go up the rough side of the mountain. He says things to us that we should enjoy. He causes me to 
lay down in green pastures by still waters. So then the questions become, what does that mean to you? Because if we don't think the way God speaks, then we will not get to enjoy the promise that he's already made. When Jesus left, the last things that he said is, it is finished. So I don't know why we think that we have to uh, uh, go and finish the work. We should go and enjoy the work. See, we should do what, what Mary did. She sat at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus said because she did that, she had chosen the one thing that was needful. Come on now. She had chosen the one thing that was needful. Did Jesus say she had chosen one of the things that was needful? That's not what he said. Martha was 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 running around trying to get stuff done and, 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 and complaining about life that she was experiencing. And she was thinking that that was, uh, that was accepted, see? But Jesus said, no, 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 no. Martha, Martha, you, you, you are troubled about a great many things. But Mary has decided to sit at my feet, get information and inspiration, because without inspiration, information causes trouble. Knowledge, the Bible says, puffs up. What does that mean? It, 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 it makes things bigger or expanded than they should be, but they're more expanded. It puffed up. So then, if knowledge puffs up, then that would probably mean that the things that should be easy for me to enjoy are not going to be easy for me to enjoy because they are too big in my thought life to operate in my real life because knowledge just puffed up, okay? So we have to come to the place where what God said is simply enough, okay? He's made promise that he wants us to enter into. He didn't make work for us. Please go back to, to Adam and Eve. Just go back to the beginning. God required that Adam was going to have to name all of the animals on the earth. And the next verse after the requirement of naming the animals says this, and God brought the animals to him to see what he would name them. See, there's a different way to, 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 to live. When you get connected to God in, in, in the place of peace, because remember, he is the prince of peace. He's not the prince of works. He's the prince of peace. That's what Adam functioned in. I say this all the time. Adam was so connected to God, spirit to spirit, that he didn't even know he was naked. Okay? Because he was clothed 
crowned, surrounded by the glory of God. That, that was his covering. See? So the man was, was, was functioning in God's kingdom. Okay, come on, come on. The way God intended for it to be. Um, Jesus came back and restored everything that Adam messed up. And one of the things that Jesus did right out the chute, okay, in the infancy of his ministry, if you would, is he taught us to pray. And in this prayer, he said these things, thy will be done on earth exactly like it's done in heaven. Okay? And in heaven, things are done with ease. That's why Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He did not say learn of the structures that are around you. He wants you to, again, I'm I'm stuck with Adam here for a minute. He wants you to do what he stated for Adam to do. Be fruitful, multiply, <clears throat> replenish, subdue, have dominion. He didn't say make dominion. He said have it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said to replenish the earth, which tells me that everything, the prefix re means to do again or to use the same impetus that was used the first time now, replenish. Okay? He didn't tell the man to go feel the earth. The work, the heavy lifting was already done by God. That's why he took the first six days to make all of these things. And then he said to the man, enjoy. Maintain, be fruitful, multiply. Really, I hadn't thought about it from this perspective, but he said, be fruitful, multiply. He didn't tell him to fight. Amen. See, excuse me, because everything that was done according to the way it is in heaven was done by his word. See? And so he made Adam a speaking spirit. He only had to sweat after sin. Okay? That's why God said after the fall, he said, now you will have to work. You have to live by the sweat of your brow. Mm. See, the speaking spirit would just say, it, it, I mean, he tells us this in multiple places. You shall decree and declare a thing, and it shall be established unto you. We have the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. If you ask anything in my name, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then we change the way things happen. You will ask what you will, and it will be given you. If I can get two of you to agree on earth as touching anything, that thing now gets done by our Father who is in heaven. 
See? So I'm trying to, to help us to prepare for the battle. And the preparation is going to have to happen in our heart. Okay? It's not going to happen because we've done exercises. We've built up uh, um, the, 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 by repetition the ability to believe. That's good to say, Lord. He's not trying to get us to build up repetition in order for us to believe. Okay? This is what he told us to do. It says, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. He didn't tell us to, 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 to go out and to recreate the thing. He said, use the thing and replenish the earth. I, I, I've set it up to function by a voice-activated system. So go back and use your voice. Speak and cause that which you say to be in your heart in abundance. That's the way it's supposed to work. Jesus told us that uh, uh, out of the mouth is going to be the heart, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wow. Not out of the lungs, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart. So possibly we haven't prepared for the battle by putting his word in our heart in abundance. Yeah, we, we've got a, a battle. We're, we're in a battle, like it or not. But the, the victory is, is, is predicated on my preparation. See, if I'm prepared to sweat, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the minimal victory that I can because the Bible tells us the flesh profiteth little. Okay? So that means that if I do it by my might, instead of the way he said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. See, if I begin to understand that, function in that, then I'll be able to say what he says and enjoy what he says. So we've got to align our heart uh, in the position of belief again. It says that I'm supposed to believe in the Lord my God, and then I will be established, believe his his prophets, and then I will prosper. You see? If if I'm just, you know, deciding that I'm going to work, 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 okay, I'm just going to be tired, 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 tired. See? That's why I said information without inspiration causes perspiration, desperation, and frustration. Okay? I I need the inspiration, the God-breathed thing. See, because as I align myself with what God has already said, yes, we rehearse it. And as we rehearse it, we expand our ability to receive it. Okay? Because then it becomes more impactful in our life than anything around us. 
See, we've been trained to, to, to live by that which we see. Come on, seeing is believing. No, believing is believing. Amen. I'm supposed to be like 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 Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. Okay, wow, that's good, sir. He didn't believe in his ability to get it to come to pass. He believed in hope. Did you catch that? He believed against hope. He believed that I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and that was where he, he lived. No, he believed in hope, not in effort. Come on, y'all. I, I, I'm trying to help us to get in the time that we are living in. It's going to be uh, mandatory that we uh, release our belief because we say it in a manner that says this is what's going to happen in my life. I'm not questioning. I, I, I am confirming that I am a believer that I, I trust the word of God that has been given to me to speak, and that as I speak what has been given to me, then that which he promised, he will perform. That's how we're going to have to live in, 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 in these days. Because systems, beloved, let's just get it like it is. Systems are going to fall apart, fail, and you can see that around you every day. Amen. See, and, and, and God does not want you to be fearful when you see systems fall. You should be encouraged knowing that you are living in the time when God's word is going to affect change for those that believe. See, he, he didn't want us to be closed up. He wants us. That's why he told us. These are his words. He said, go ye into all the world and do some teaching. Cause men to, to be able to live by every word that I told you. Cause them to no longer uh, be subject to uh, uh, temporary passions. Cause them to observe to do what I told you to do. See, that, that's what he told us to, to do. He said, go and make disciples of all men, knowing that the men that we were going to disciple will have other things that they are using or are accustomed to. See, he sent us there so that our, our life invites them into the grace of God. I was on a call today, and, that, and, and, and it was noted that uh, the favor of God is, is what he wants to, to, to be recognized in the earth. <laughs> um, in, in Luke chapter 2, just something so that you can see. In Luke chapter 2, in Luke chapter 2, Jesus uh, fulfilled the, the prophecy that was in Luke chapter 1. I, I, I was trying to get to chapter 2 and looking at the last verse of the chapter, which is 252 is where I was going, and I'm going to still go there. But I need for you to just go back a, a chapter and look at uh, Luke chapter 1. <laughs> wow. See, because what has been said, what has been promised, is what we simply get to walk out. 
That's what Jesus did, okay? He walked out what was said about him. <laughs> and um, this was the, 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 the revelation that God was giving to Simeon and, and, and to uh, um, Anna, okay? And, and, and so God, the, the man of God uh, was, was so wanting to see the move of God wanted to see the salvation of God that, 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 that he just continued to pray for. And one of his prayers were that God would allow him to see uh, uh, his salvation. He, he, would, he, would, he, he believed for that all the time. And so he, he, he was a, the man of God that was staying with the promise, that which was spoken. And so... Um, we pick it up here. Zacharias is, is, is speaking. And um, as he is speaking, he's prophesying, okay? And uh, verse 68, verse 67, and uh, it says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, so this is the prophecy that Zechariah released. <laughs> and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which began as, since the world began, that they should be saved from their enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. Good God Almighty. Y'all, I'm looking at it and getting even better. He says that he's speaking about Jesus, and he said, uh, he's talking about, speaking about Jesus, and he said that he's going to be the one that's going to perform the mercy. Oh, Lord Jesus. He's going to perform the mercy of the promise that God made to the fathers. It's, it, it's not just going to, uh, he's not just going to fulfill the, the items, if you would, okay? Do this, do this, remove me from that. No, no, no. He's going to be the one that's going to perform the mercy that was promised. And uh, he's going to be remembered as Holy Covenant and the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant us that being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, that we might be able to serve him without fear. Come on, see, this was not just a thing that um, uh, make me feel better about my circumstances prayer, okay? That's not what the children of Israel had prayed. They prophesied what God said would happen, that they would be delivered from their enemies for this reason, that they would then be able to serve him without fear. See, it was more important that we understood that what I'm being able, privileged to do is not so that I can brag on my ability to get things done. The reason that I'm able to get things done is because God wants me to serve him without fear. I mean, I put that into your thinking, okay? That, that, that the reason these things are done is not so that you can live comfortable. It's so that you can fulfill your calling for his 
pleasure you were created. Not for your pleasure. He's going to fulfill your pleasure, but if you don't know why you are getting the, the, the benefit, then it probably is not going to be as impactful to you and to your children. Come on now. Because I, we're supposed to teach our children his commandments, how to walk in his grace. See, it's not how to enjoy his benefits. That's a, it's a different place. See, and some kind of way we've kind of missed that. See, we, we think that the blessing is for us for and no more. No, the blessing is so that his, the reason why it says in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, the reason that God prospered you is so that you can establish his covenant upon the earth. Not the covenant of gimme, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, but the covenant of we can serve God without fear. Boy, that kind of changes things. See, I, I, I'm no longer praying to get out of trouble. See, I'm praying so that I can fulfill God's desire on the earth, that I would go and make disciples, teach men how to to do the things God has already told us to do. Um, just so we think about it again, I'm talking about Adam. Adam didn't pray for a world. God set him in the world. Do you see the difference? Oh, Lord, I need this, and oh, Lord, I need that. Father, if you would, please. No, that's not. That was never Adam's for a focus. See, God made everything. Everything was created for the man so that the man would not have a need, so that the relationship that God wanted can be experienced. Praise, worship, adoration, not begging. It's just different, beloved. Say, Jesus prayed, first one out to shoot. Your will, Lord, will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. Verse 74, that he would grant unto us that being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, we might serve him without fear in holiness, in righteousness. Come on, y'all. Well, that's the whole reason that it happens. But we've kind of got ourselves caught up in the mix, if you would. And yes, we are supposed to be witnesses. We're saved to be witnesses. Not witnesses, oh, glory to God. Not witnesses of his hands, but rather witnesses of his spirit. Come on, y'all. Now, as I am a witness of his spirit, what I need is already taken care of. Jesus told us, your father knows what things you have need of before you ask. But we kind of turned that around. Well, probably the reason that we turned it around is we started trusting in uncertain riches. See? So then we, when we start trusting in uncertain riches, then that leaves us with questions, doesn't it? There's a great big why that happens when we trust in uncertain riches. See? And that's what the devil brought. He brought questions. Has God said? 
He brought accusations. For God knows that if you eat of this, you'll be like him. Excuse me. He was made in the image of God after his likeness. So if you were made as we were made in the image after his likeness, my question becomes, what were you lacking then? But we begin to trust in uncertain riches, whatever they are. Name them what you want to name them. Fame is still an uncertain riches. Amen. Money is still uncertain riches. Notoriety and acceptance is still uncertain riches. Okay? It was not just it was not just the exchange of coins, because they weren't using paper in those days. It was not the exchange of coins. We exchanged value. We no longer trusted in God with all of our hearts, which is what he requires. We went to the leaning part, trusting in uncertain riches. People that, um, okay, wow, here's these people. People that uh, applaud you and praise you today can be the same people that would say crucify him. Uncertain riches. That was the value that, 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 that we wanted. We wanted, we sought praise of men rather than the praise of God. See? We have been guilty of seeking his hands, not his face. Because out of his face comes the breath of life, his spirit. That's what made man, come on now, that's what made man different than anything else that God had made. Because he didn't breathe into the, the dogs and the cats and the elephants. He did not breathe into them the breath of life. Amen. But he did breathe into Adam the breath of life or his very presence, that we should serve him without fear in holiness and in righteousness before him all of the days of our life. See, this Jesus is, wow, again, you hear Jesus say it himself, I am come that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. He's giving us the ability to serve him in, without fear, in holiness, in righteousness, before him all the days of our life. That's how we're supposed to live, because in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. See? I mean, it, it's just a, a, we need this shift in our thinking, in our purpose, if you would. See, because when we live like that, is that not what he told? Jesus again said these things. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What happens after that, Jesus? And all of these things will be added unto you. He did not say will be worked for by you. He said they will be added Unto you. See again, he's not interested in us having to work for it. 
He's interested in us. Come on, that's good, sir. He's interested in us enjoying it. Mm. A gift is a whole lot easier to enjoy if you have, if you understand the value of the gift. Amen. See? But if you work for it or earned it, then you protect it from a different perspective. Ooh, that which you earn or work for, sometimes you keep it away from other people. But if it was given to you and you understand that the reason you have it is to cause other people be fruitful, multiply, replenish, so come on, y'all. See? You, you, a gift you can then reciprocate to others. It's not a guarantee that you're going to reciprocate anything that you had to earn. You protect it differently. Amen. That's why he said, here is the difference, Adam. Now you're going to have to work by or live by the sweat of your brow. It changed your perspective, didn't it? Because when you receive freely, you give freely. When you work for it, you protect it. You hoard it. That's just human nature. Come on, y'all. See? That's how we ended up in the mess. We we didn't understand the why of the thing, which was prophesied that he would grant that uh, us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies. This is the reason why that we might serve him in holiness righteousness before him all the days of our life. Wow. And continuing the prophecy over Jesus, and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. Thou shalt be go before the face of the Lord and make his ways to give knowledge and salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. That through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. And then this was the prophecy for John the Baptist, who was the forerunner for Jesus. And notice that as all of these things are stated, they are lining up the will of God for man. They are specifically uh, spoken over John. We got that. But this is still the, he's no respect of person. In fact, about John, it, Jesus said that, uh, that, that anybody that was in the kingdom of, of, of heaven was greater than John the Baptist. Anybody. Come on, y'all. See? People revere, I, I get it. People revere, you know, John the Baptist. But he said, do anybody that's in the kingdom is greater than that. So this was the will of God for man. He assigned it to John so that we then could see that the grace of God is available to this mortal flesh. But it requires submission. I got that. And so then in verse 80 it says, And the trial grew and waxed strong in the spirit. See, the child grew and wax strong in the spirit. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. This is the, the will of God for man. 
Jesus came and he started doing the things that God wanted him to be uh, the one to accomplish. And this is what it says. Um, Starting verse. Again, all of the stories are connected. Okay. Um, as As we see what God was doing in the life of one that is submitted. Okay. In chapter two, we started hearing about uh, the things that uh, God was still revealing and, and, and showing them over and over and over. See? Because now we get to, 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 to see what happened after Mary pondered these things in her heart. We're going to find some of the things that Mary pondered in her heart. Okay? Some things that were spoken of, 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 about, by Anna, the, prophet, the prophetess. Okay? And so we're going to see what was revealed uh, to, 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 to the children of Israel, to man, because of what Jesus' birth invited us into. Okay? This is the restoration. This is the redemption process. And this was day one, y'all. This was prophecy and day one. Proof for seeing. That's why I love to say prophecy. It's proof for seeing. It's a word that God has released so that we can have proof to see, prophecy. I love to play with words like that. Let's pray from it. <laughs> and then, um, so at, at, at the birth of Jesus, these were Simeon and, and Anna came, and, and they were touched by God, moved by God, so that the, the things that were necessary to be heard can then be implemented in our lives, okay? Prophecy is not for one person only, because God does not give, uh, uh, prophecy is not for one person. It's not uh, uh, for any private interpretation, okay? Now, so go in chapter 2, and we'll go to it so that you can see it, because these are things, I guess, I studied them out because they pricked my spirit. I, I said, well, why, God? And then he'll show you, okay? And he'll do it the same for you. It's not, I'm not special that way, okay? He'll, he'll, whatever you are, are, are needing him to, to, to give to you, he will do that, okay? So um, in verse, verse 25, okay, and, and following. And this is just... This is just foundation work here, y'all. That's what this is. So we can get to the other side. I, I, that's why I know it's going to be a couple of more sessions of this because a lot of times we haven't done the, we haven't prepared for the battle. Everybody says we want the victory, we want the victory. But if you didn't prepare for the battle, then the victory will become obscure to you. You didn't do the preparation. There's always going to be seed time then harvest. Okay. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. That man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so because this was in his understanding, this is what he looked for. He said, I will not die before I see the Lord's Christ, to see the Lord's anointed. So then every day he was waking up looking for that promise. 
The promise was twofold. I cannot die till I see him, and I'm going to get to see him. Okay? Because sometimes we'll, again, ham where I am. He understood. It was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he cannot see death before he sees the Lord's anointed. See? So, I mean, can you can you put that in your heart, that this is so special to you, that that's what preserves your life. You cannot see death until you see the Lord's anointed. You can see, come on, y'all, you can see all the hell that's going on around you in every situation and circumstance, but it don't matter. That won't kill you because I will not see death until I see the Lord's anointing. Mm. I mean, that's what motivated the brother to get up every day. In the middle of stuff, come on now, it just said the the prophecy that was released through uh, the life of John was that he was coming to deliver us from the hand of our enemies so that we can serve him in righteousness, so that we can serve him without fear, so that we can serve him in holiness. Please get the picture here. This is what caused them to continue in whatever they were going through. It was not just to get out of uh, trouble. This man's life was contained by, I will not see death until I see the Lord's anointed. Wow. I mean, what an impetus for us to to move every day. I'm not going to give up on my promise. I cannot see death until I see the anointed of the Lord. I'm sure there were probably days that 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 he might not have had all the food that he thought he would, but he he will not see death until he sees the Lord's anointed. That's the way we're supposed to live our life. Take the promise to heart. That's what he did. He took the promise to heart. Okay, so coming back in there. And then he said he came by the Spirit, verse 27, into the temple. And when his parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law, he was supposed to be circumcised. That's why he was there. I mean, God uses natural things to show you that he's working on your promise. Come on, y'all. Please hear that. Please look at that. He said, I'm not going to die till I see the Lord's anointed, okay? But then he went to the temple because of natural circumstances. The custom was that they would take the child when he was eight days old, take the child for circumcision. That was the custom. So then, I'm not saying a man went for every circumcision. I'm not saying that person said he was laying of the spirit, so that takes care of that question. But it was natural things that were happening that allowed him to know this is my season. Okay? Kind of get that, track that. And then, after the custom of the law, then he took him in his hand, blessed God, and said, Lord, now. Say, I mean, maybe we need to look in our lives for the Lord now. You you said it, Lord. It's so real to me. Can't nothing else happen but this. And as I believe that, Lord, 
now. Lord, now, let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. I mean, just listen to the way the man was thinking and talking. He said, just from seeing that, he's been living, I don't know how many years before God had told him that this was going to happen. I mean, you can even maybe get some conversations that, 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 that he was asking God, when, Lord, when? You know, I've been waiting for this and waiting for this. When, Lord, when? And the Lord gave him the answer that says, well, son, you're not going to die before you see the Lord's anointed. And he kept this every day, dealing with this every day. That was his motivation for the next day. That was the, the, the ability to hold on to the promise because the promise, though it tarry, it shall come. See? And so then he said, okay, this is the day. I don't know how many uh, 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 how many circumcisions he's been to, but this was the one that says, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spirit and I have connected at a higher level. This is that day. And he said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to your word. I mean, come on, come on. He's even, he's even, come on, he's happy. He says he's going to depart in peace. In the midst of trouble, y'all, because they were still not uh, being able to serve God without fear. Then he says, now I can depart in peace because the word you've spoken has come to pass. The rest of what you promised now is easy for me to get to. I wasn't thinking about trying to preach about Simeon, but here we go. Now let me, thy servant, depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. And this is why it was there. It was to lighten, uh, to light the light, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the, the glory of thy people Israel. And then Joseph talked to his, his, and his mother marveled and said, wow, did you see that? And Simeon then blessed them and said to, uh, to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel for a sign that shall be spoken against. Yea, a word shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And then here comes, which is the prophetess of the daughter of Peuel and the tribe of Asher. And she was of a great age. I mean, come on now. It, uh, these things are, are stated in the scripture so that we will know that they that endure till the end shall be saved. Not they that go through till the trouble is over. Come on now. See, 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 see. I done said that. That was good. They that endure to the end. Not they that endure till the trouble is over. Sometimes the date of the trouble being over and the end might be two separate days. Yeah, see, because if I endure to the end, then it doesn't matter what I go through because until I get to the end, I'm not pro- troubled about it. All right, all right. She was of a great age and lived with her husband from seven years of her virginity. So that, that, so you're going to say that she was married for seven years and her husband died, and now she's of a great age, okay? But she was still holding on. To the word of God, the promise of God. Okay. And she was a widow then. Now he's going to tell you how long. <laughs> she was a widow about four score 
and four years, 44 years, y'all. I mean, we, we get mad at waiting for a day. Come on now. If God ain't did it in the day, we go and make our own way. Okay, yeah. See? We go on and just come up and say, well, you know, God know my heart. Yeah, and he was trying to show you that your heart was not connected the way it should be. For 44 years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. The sister didn't even leave the temple. She lived there. It was like they, they, they just built her a room in the house of God. How dedicated was this sister? Night and day. Come on. And when she came in, that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, spake uh, uh, unto them, she said, all of them that looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee in, the, uh, in their own city, Nazareth. And then verse 40 says what? And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and grace of God was upon him. All right? Then we get to um, the verse that I was looking for. So that's, again, this is just uh, legwork, groundwork, I mean, so that you can see it. And then... Um, as he grew, they had a custom of the feast that 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 that, that they went to. This they did this every every year. They would go to feast. We're about to go into another feast of the Lord. We're, we're, we're in preparation for another feast of the Lord. And and, and these feasts, this. These feasts were uh, uh, not just celebrations because it was party time. It was God making announcements to His people. God talks to his people. And so they went to see what, what, what thus saith the Lord. And that would help them to be sustained for the next year. So you're about to enter into one of those feasts. And it says, um, and when they had fulfilled the days, they, they returned, and the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother didn't know it. But they supposing that he had been in the company a day's journey, they saw him and Asked all their kinfolks kin and acquaintance, and they found him not. And then they went back to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard were astonished at his understanding and his answers. <laughs> and they saw and they were amazed, him and his mother and she said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought you sorrowing. And he said, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I might be about, must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And they went to, <laughs> down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was what? Subject to them. <laughs> it's just amazing that the one that made everything, the one that had all the answers, was subject to the rule that God put in place. Just something to think about. But it says that her mother kept all these things in her heart. And in verse 52 is where I was going. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom 
Notice that every time there was a an increase or growth, it was done in the spirit first. So then, let's just ask, getting ready for the battle. Getting ready for the battle. Things that you're going to have to go through, okay? If there is no growth in the spirit, I would, I would submit to you there will not be growth in the natural. There will not be victory manifest in the natural if there is no growth in the spirit. And growth in the spirit is not going to be measured by those that are around you. Amen. Growth in the spirit, that reward comes from the Father. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then things are added. I mean, I'm hoping that you can see the the, 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 the construct of heaven there. If, if we've been, you know, uh, beseeching heaven for, for, for years and years and years, let's find out if there was actual growth in the spirit, if you increased in wisdom, see, not platitudes, wisdom. Wisdom is the the principal thing. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the foundation or the beginning, see, of knowledge, the beginning of it. If, if, if I didn't, if I didn't find the submission that's necessary to God and His Word to grow there, to not be to not be mad because I got to forgive, I got to take the wrong. See, if you're mad because of that, there is no growth in the spirit. You we're supposed to rejoice in Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay. So so here I am going through whatever I'm going through, and I have no rejoicing in my heart, in my mouth, or in my life. Is there growth in the spirit? Selah. Do you want to get out of, stop suffering a thing, then I would submit to you that the best way for your victory to be manifest is to grow in the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit, fruit means increase, growth. And the fruit, wow, Lord, and the fruit of the spirit is. He didn't say the fruit of the spirit will be. He said the fruit of the spirit is. In other words, I'm living it. I'm not just thinking about it, because if I'm thinking about it, there's no growth in the spirit. I'm still fighting for growth in my intellect. And you can grow in your intellect all you want to. Not mad about that. Appreciate that. But growth in the spirit brings reward. Okay? Because if I sow to the spirit, he said, then I will of the spirit life that lasts forever. Life that outlives my frustrations, problems, and circumstances because I invested in the spirit. See? 
So I, I can agree that, you know, you come and, and, and you, you position yourself to the place where you intellectually uh, um, um, rehearse the word of God. And I had to say it the way I heard it. See, because if I'm meditating on the word of God, then I don't have any demands. I'm allowing the word of God to cleanse me, to wash me. That's what Jesus said would happen. He says, now, are you clean by the word that I've spoken unto you? Same chapter, abide in me and my word abide in you. Then you shall have what you ask for. You see how that grows? See, I'm not trying to get to the, I'm not trying to get to the, 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 the results. I'm trying to develop in the relationship. Seek first the kingdom of God, the righteousness of God, the kingdom of God, the righteousness of God, then these things will be added to you. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, okay? So if I'm seeking the kingdom of God for blessing's sake, am I seeking the kingdom of God for righteousness' sake? There's a difference. I'm just trying to get deliverance. I'm just trying to get to the next thing. Well, then you didn't yet seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Again, the prophecy said that he will deliver you from the hand of the enemy so that you might serve him without fear in righteousness and in holiness. Just we have kind of got things a little bit different here. We're trying to serve him in abundance first. No, serve him in righteousness first, and then the abundance is automatic. These things will then be added unto you. I'm hoping you you can see the, the construct that God is wanting us to follow. This is simply being prepared for the battle. See? Uh, We haven't even got, whoo, that's good, sir. We haven't even got to the place where we can enjoy the battle yet, enjoy the victory. We're just preparing for the battle. See? And if this is not my thought process in the beginning, I'm probably going to be, I'm going to do what it says in the book of James. It says, you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you Ask that you can consume it upon your lust. I will submit to you that lust does not reflect growth. Amen. Lust does not reflect growth. If I'm still being driven by passion, then there was no growth in the spirit. Okay? Because when I am settled in the spirit, when I am uh, uh, come to the position where I can hope against hope, against my natural hope, I mean, Paul learned these things through life. The man was locked up, which means that, 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 that the things he wanted to do at any time he wanted to do them, He couldn't do them because he was subject to prison guards. And even then, the man dismissed his desires to the counsel of God. 
gave it over to God. And he lived a life in prison that is astonishing to me. The man would say things like, okay, the next time y'all get together, I'll be there in the power of the Lord to turn such and one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. He said, next time y'all get together, I'll be there beholding your order. Paul, Paul, you're in prison. No, 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 no. I've given up me trying to get out so I can do it. I'm I'm letting God do what he wants to do in me. And what he's doing in me is he's giving me the words that will last throughout eternity. We are reading books that Paul wrote in prison today. And then as he grew in that, it got to the place where at the book, the last chapter in the book of Acts 28, it says that that they they just couldn't stop Paul. That they allowed Paul to have people to come to him to to receive ministry. Oh, I want y'all to see that. <laughs> see, when, when you get you out the way, see, and, and, and allow God to do what he wants to do in you. See, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the things can be added to you. Let's look at what uh, Paul did in chapter 28, how he came to these revelations, that, that, that God can work better through a submitted heart than he can through a covetous heart. Come on, y'all. I, like I say, I, I, I just opened it up, and this is what he says. Get it in there. And so um, in chapter 28, let's look at, at some of this historical thing, because they had arrested Paul, and they tried to, they had contrived uh, 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 sayings that were against him and caused him to be arrested, Okay. And now, if that had been me, probably first thing I'd have did is I'd have been upset with God. Paul got past that. He got over that. Okay, we'll we'll even show you how he did that. That's that's true. That's that Second Corinthians chapter twelve. But 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 Paul began to live life from a different perspective. Okay. And so um, in chapter twenty eight. Let's look at Paul doing some things in verse verse um verse twenty. The 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 the, the legislators, the, the people that were making laws began to talk to Paul differently. And they wanted to, 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 to um ask him this. For this cause I, 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 I have called you to see you and to speak to you. Because that the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. That they, then he said, then they said unto him, we've not received letters from Judea uh, concerning thee, uh, out of any of the brethren that came and showed and spake any harm of thee. But we desire to hear from you what you think concerning this sect, these these people that are are Christian. Okay, this is the the, the magistrates and the rulers are asking him. We want to. Talk to you about it. Let's hear what you got to say, Paul, because we know that you were brought here 
from the wrong, from all uh, lies and contrived things that people are saying against you, but we want to talk to you about it. Can God use you like that? That the people that are incarcerating you want to hear what you say about your incarceration, knowing that you ain't going to say the wrong thing. You're not going to say, well, we need to go get them, and we need to. That's not what Paul is going to do. Watch this. Hmm. What you think concerning this thing? We know that everywhere it is spoken against, and when they had pointed him a day, they came, uh, there came many to him into his, notice this, y'all, into his lodging. The prisoner now. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Uh, whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading that. I was just going to show you that they 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 didn't uh, stop people from coming to him, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll go. He's going to say it here again. Um, persuading uh, concerning, and he expounded and testified to them the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and in the mouth of prophets. From this at this now. From morning till evening. Excuse me. Excuse me. Paul, you are a prisoner. Prisoner, how is you going to be talking all day, doing talking about what you want to talk about? How, how is that possible, prisoner? Okay. And some of them believed the things that were spoken, and some didn't believe. And when they agreed among themselves, they departed. And after Paul had spoken one word, well, he said this. The Well, as the Holy Ghost said by Isaiah, the prophet, unto the Father, saying, Unto this people say, hearing you shall hear and not understand, seeing you shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross. Their ears are dull, their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes have they closed. Their eyes have they closed. Mm. And um, their ear have they shut. Lest seeing with their eyes and hearing with their ears and understand with their heart, they should be converted and I would heal them. But be it known unto you. Uh, that salvation of God is sentenced to the Gentiles, and that they will hear. And when he had said those words, the Jews departed and had great reason among themselves. But Paul dwelt two years in his own hired house and received all that came into him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which were concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Now, I said that to, to, to show us that he, God has a way that he wants you to walk in so he can use you. This Paul that was arrested now ended up having his own hired house. That means Paul had people working for him in his house. Come on now. How do you come up with that, prisoner? Don't you have a, a, a evil report against you? Because after all, you was in jail. Paul had his own hired house. See, when we allow God to do what God wants to do, he's going to make provision for you. The man that was the man that was spit on and Treated badly, God turned the thing around without Paul demanding that God do that. 
seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and things will be added unto you. And so Paul, from this, the growth in the spirit, the growth in the spirit caused these things to happen. I told you I was going to look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go there. Show you the, 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 the growth of Paul. See? The growth of Paul. Growth in the spirit. So that then the things that are of the natural, it's easy to enjoy them. Growth, growth in the spirit. This is Paul giving his testimony. And um, going through the, the things that he went through. And in, in, in chapter 12, verse 1, it says, it is not expedient for me to doubtless glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such a one was called up into the third heaven. And when I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I, I can't tell. God knows. How he was called up into paradise. And then he heard unspeakable words, which are not lawful for man to utter. Such a one I will glory, yet not myself will I glory, but I will glory in my infirmity. For though I desire to glory, I will not be a fool, but I will say the truth. But now I'm going to stop that. Lest any man think that above me that which he seemeth me to be, or that he hears of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. So you can see that Paul was at a place where he was talking to God about all the stuff he was going through. He said he talked to God not once. He talked to God not twice. He talked to God three times about this and said, God, can we do something about this? <laughs> But see, when you grow in the spirit, then your infirmities don't. He said, I'm going to rather glory in my infirmities. Why, Paul? So that the grace of God can abound toward me. See, we, we've got to come to that place. Let's come on. For this thing, I, I, I asked the Lord. I besought. I, he didn't just ask y'all. The man said he besought the Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's some earnest plea. Okay. Three times that it might depart. And then God said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee. Now, that tells us another thing about this. If, if Paul didn't say that God said different things to him each time, then we can conclude that every time he talked to God about it, God said the same thing. God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So it took Paul a minute to hear that, even though God said it the first time. Okay? They seek first the kingdom of God as righteousness, and then if you serve him in righteousness and in holiness, you will be able to see accurately what your next steps will be. Thy grace is sufficient for thee. And my strength is made perfect in weakness. There is a dependency that we have on God in the weakness that we experience. 
when we know we can't do nothing about it and we are asking and believing God to do what he wants to do with us, then we're going to have to endure the weakness that gives us the strength. Because after all, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. He's not asking you to do it of your own strength. He says, and there most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul got to the place where he wasn't trying to get it done by his way of, of, of doing things. He would let the power of God rest on him. Let the power of God be able to be stirred up within him, knowing that the words that God speaks in that position of rest are your words for the escape that he has provided for you. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress. Wait a minute, y'all. Please, please, please. Go back and read that with me. Paul said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities with an S, in reproaches with an S, in necessities, plural, in persecutions with an S, in distress, plurality. Wow. I mean, we have trouble having issues with one distress, not distresses, one need, not necessities. One persecution, not persecutions. But he said, Paul, I'm rather going to glory in this so that the power of Christ can rest, can rest, settle there. See, if I'm anxious for anything, I'm probably going to be anxious for most things, even though the scripture says, be anxious for nothing. See, these are things that Paul had to learn. This is the preparation in the battle. See, if we don't have this heart position, beloved, we're probably going to abandon Christ, give up on Christ, and then try to do it our way. Try to do it by our strength. See? And anything that you do in that regard is going to be a temporary solution, something that's going to have to be revisited, rewritten, readdressed. But if you will do it the same way Jesus did it, and his comment was, it is finished. You get the same promise that God made to the children of Israel. The Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more forever. It's finished. That's the position of heart of one that is prepared for the battle. Walking out victory day by day, step by step, knowing that he that is promised is faithful to do it. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Your way or God's way. 
He's waiting on you. He wants to show you his deliverance. He wants to allow you to participate in the plan where you get to laugh at the devil. Because he who sits in the heavens, he laughs. He he who is maintained by the Spirit of God participates in joy that strengthens him. Your way or God's way? Father, we just bless you and thank you again for giving us a word that will encourage us and build us up, giving us a word that will cause us to be, receive the strength that's necessary to allow the victory that you've already ordained to be seen, to become our testimony so that we can speak the oracles of God with the power of God to back it up because you are faithful that promise. Father, grow us up in you. Grow us up in the spirit so that we can walk in the natural. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committed it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together. <laughs> Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Well, again... As we get to the end, we ask if there are any questions or any comments about the ministry uh, today. So I'm going to ask my brother uh, if he's got anything to say. Area code 770-964-7501. Good to see you on the call, my brother. Any questions or comments about the ministry today? Area code 770 Nine six four seventy five zero one. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? No, no questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. No questions, but just was uh, enjoying the ministry, just listening to it in the breakdown. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I mean, it's just good. I, I promise y'all. I, I say it all the time, but when y'all hear it, I'm hearing it too. You know, these things I know, I, I, I'm aware of, but to hear it, how he speaks it in the moment. My God, my God, my God. All I can tell you is just get, get, get ready for the greater. Get ready for the greater. Those who will stand, glory to God, yes, sir. Those who will stand in honor and in faith will be rewarded with honor by faith. So, yeah, that's just that's just good. Wow. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being on the call. Area code 404. Five three six seventy eight twenty nine. Any questions or comments about the ministry uh, today? I just it, uh, it's another blessed Monday. Word to live by. It's a blessing. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Glad to do it. And um, we say the same thing that if the ministry has been a blessing to you, then please go to the website and find livedelivers dot com and find the donate tab and allow God to. Uh, tell you the seed that he would have you to give here at LiveDeliverance.com. We stay on the air by the free will offerings and gifts of the people that participate in the program. Um, thank all of our cyber members that uh, continue to show their faithfulness in, in the giving of tithes, uh, gifts, and offerings here at LiveDeliverance.com. Again, tell your friends how they can uh, go to the, um, the broadcast, so they can listen and participate here on Monday evenings at 9 o'clock. Amen. 
And so then until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, be blessed.